Yes, hi, Jim. Eddie, listen, I wanted to get you on the phone and for no other reason. Hi there, thank Jim. You. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you to you and the brothers for giving my clients such service that now the um, closing agents are calling us and sending us unsolicited transactions. You're amazing. Fantastic. Thanks, Jim. That's that's what we strive for. That's tremendous. Love now, Ed, Ed, let's talk a little bit. You know, everybody has programs. Everybody's got, you know, canned programs. But the thing that I found in working with you is that you can get somebody's file to the top of the pile extremely fast. And that's, you know, very important in today's world, especially when somebody's under a time constraint. You know, when I first met you, you made sure that every file I worked on was perfect. And I thought that that might be just a little bit too much work, but you insisted, and now I see why. Tell me how you get people to the top, Ed. Well, because what what happens is, you know, a lot of lot of mortgage brokers or lenders or whoever um, will take documents from people, not even read them, and they kind of throw a bunch of stuff against the wall and hope they get approved. And and we don't take that approach. The approach that we take is. I, I've been doing this 25 years, so I underwrite the file myself before it even goes. And if I don't have some of the documents, and, and people, in some cases, they think they send you documents, but they don't really understand. And we read every single document before it goes to a lender for a lot of reasons. So I will you know, hold up before I upload anything to a lender, and I will make sure I have all the documents needed so I can do one upload and have the least amount of conditions possible. And the lenders and underwriters really appreciate our service. I get a lot of kudos from them because they know that they're getting a quality file from us. So it tends to go to the top because they know they can underwrite it quickly because I've already done it for them. And not only that, we've walked them through, like on bank statements, we um, literally point them to where the deposits are, where this, that, and we actually underwrite it for them. So they appreciate that. You know, that sounds so easy to do, Ed. If only yeah. people really knew. Let's kind of go right. through it just a bit. Okay. Now that we're at the end of 2020 and it's post-COVID, what's happened to the underwriting? Because it used to be that we could get it done with just the last two years of tax returns and a couple of bank deposits. Right. What's right. going on here? Can you hear me? Ed will be right back. What Ed was saying was a lot of the lenders have additional um, requirements above and beyond what the federal government COVID guidelines. And the reason why they have is so that, you know, March, April, May, June, businesses have been closed. So what happens is that, you know, Fannie and Freddie have their own guidelines, but then the banks are a little have their own guidelines on top of those. And they call them overlays was a little bit more conservative in some cases. So what's going on with the self-employed borrowers especially is not only do they want to see the 2000 and let's say in this case, 18 and 19 personal and corporate tax returns, but they're looking for a PL for the whole year from January to present. And they also want to bank that back that up with corporate bank statements showing the deposits were actually made because what they're looking for is they want to see that you're on pace in 2020 to make what you were making, let's say that back in 2019. I think that that's reasonable, Ed. I think, you know, as a, as a, as a uh, taxpayer that would have to bail out a bank if it made a bad loan, I think yep. that this is a very reasonable approach. Now that P and L, 
Does it have to be certified by my CPA or can it just be uh, put out by QuickBooks, which is a lot easier for me? Well, it's, it's, they, there's one, either, either, or you can either have an audited PL by the accountant, which in most cases people don't do that. You can pull it right out of your QuickBooks as long as you sign it. And as long as you back it up with two statements from your corporate you know, uh, uh, bank statements, you're fine. Now, you know, that's nuanced. And it used to be that you could call up the IRS and confirm all of these tax returns were okay and that they were exactly what was filed and no one was mm. sending you something fraudulent. But with this COVID stuff and all of the identity theft, that's been changed. And people yeah. don't realize that it's an extra step they need to take. There are it, other it, things too that are new, aren't there? There are. And and um, there's, a, there's a document called the 4506T and, and and we normally get that signed and then we can go right to the IRS and get the transcripts for their last two tax returns. And what the lender will do is they'll compare it to obviously what they submitted to the lender to make sure that's what the IRS has. So the IRS has had these shutdowns. So you can now go to the IRS.gov and pull your own tax uh, transcripts, which prior to this, the lenders didn't um, take them from the customer. Now they will. So there's a lot of changes, a lot of things that have happened. Um, you know, things are going a little bit slower, uh, a little tougher to get loans closed for a lot of reasons. You know, partly the people at the banks, a lot of them are working out of their homes. Um, you know, the appraisers are taking a little bit extra time. I mean, it's just uh, been a little bit on the challenging side, but that's why I was saying before, that's why we do all the work we can up front, because when I pre-qualify them, I want everything. And I'm going to pre-qualify them. I'm going to underwrite them. And then we're going to send it in. We, we avoid a lot of time that way. A lot of extra you know, time. One of the mistakes, I got a call from one of our borrowers last night. He goes, every, this broker is showing him deals that require all cash closing. What I told him was his broker needs to show him deals where he can get 45 to 60 days to close. And it should be financing contingent only because it's so tough to get through this process right now. Absolutely. And, and you know, the interesting thing is, and, and the, the fact is, it's real. I mean, everybody that I talk to uh, on the lending side understands that, you know, things are moving a little slower. The title companies all understand it. But the realtors, for some reason, have been writing a lot of these 30-day closings, uh, these contracts with 30-day closing, and the sellers are kind of digging their heels in. And they want to close right now and all this. And, and you know, I, I talked to the realtors and said, listen, Get a little extra time because if in the event it takes time for whatever reason, there's things that come up that we are don't aren't even privy to at this point. You know, why would everybody kill each other to try to get this thing closed when, you know, if we had enough time, everything's gonna be fine. So some understand it and some don't. And I get contracts in with, you know, twenty day mortgage contingencies and twenty five day closings. And, you know, in the real world, in the old days that's one thing, but nowadays it's a little challenging. And, and it's just not, in my opinion, not the right thing to do. Ed, we've only got we've only got a couple minutes left. What is the biggest mistake that borrowers make when they go for a residential mortgage? Well, the biggest mistake, I, in my opinion, that they make is they start buying before they buy the house. So now their debt load is a little bit more than it should be. That would be one of them. Um, you know, obviously, credit score issues. You know, missing payments things like that. I mean, if, if somebody wants to buy a house, they, they really need to just, you know, concentrate and focus on the house. And in a lot of cases, they'll call me. And even if it's six months from now or whatever, I lay out a strategy 
to make sure that by the time we're ready to get to the point where they're buying that property, they've done all the things that we talk about, saving the money, no extra debt, getting the credit scores as high as possible, so on and so forth. I have to call you coach from now on. You're amazing. <laughs> okay, so we bond today with Coach Ed Cairo. There you go. Coach Ed Cairo. Coach Cairo is teaching me and my clients how to get their deals done. And my clients, they're never perfect or they wouldn't be my clients, at least financially. And what right. we do is we help craft everything. I use Coach Cairo to make sure that everything is as close to perfect as possible. That's why all the lenders love to get our packages. That's why yes. you get the best execution. That's why we close and people send us deals unsolicited. So Absolutely. this is my turn, Ed. This is where I say in public, thank you. I want to thank you for all of the coaching that you've done, for helping me keep well-grounded and focused through all this time. But the most important thing that you've done so far, Ed, is you've been my friend. Yes. I yes. really appreciate that. In yes. these times, the most difficult thing to find is somebody that's truly your friend. And I can't thank you enough. And I promise you that for, for my lifetime, I will always be there for you and your brothers. I'll continue to bring great ideas. I promise I'll help your son, Mike, achieve whatever his goals are. And I will continue to work with you guys forever. You are great. I love co-branding with you and working with you. So Ed Cairo and the Mortgage Brothers, thank you so much for being on the show today. Well, you're absolutely welcome. And I'm going to throw in one other kudos to my daughter, Hannah, who's now our uh, social media director. I couldn't give her uh, kudos because she hasn't uh, finished up. Hasn't being, so that's, that, this is parts for her, Ed. You see, this parts for her. All right. She's afraid of me and Rebecca. We want to make her a superstar. And we will. Absolutely. We will. Hannah, this is for you. I left you out because you ain't dogged in yet. I'm ready for you. <laughs> You know what else I want to do? I want to give a shout out to the first responders, the healthcare heroes, especially to my wife who takes, I don't know how she does it. There is a pathway to heaven for the woman that is married to a real estate guy that just, it's just there. Right, Ed? Yes, absolutely. Oh, so all of those great people, a shout out, shout out to Warren Henry, our sponsors, Creco AI, Carlson Integrated, Reagan Mendoza, Turkel Brands. Alan Garfinkel, please go to our Facebook page, like our show, tell your friends. The Bergstrom Center for Real Estate Studies loves us. I want to thank you, our listener, viewer, our participant. Without you, I wouldn't have a podcast. Warren Henry, I thank them. I didn't, never can thank them enough. Join our community. Network with me. Give me feedback, comments. Tell me who you want to hear from, what you want to hear about. Tweet at me, at Jim Freed, at Freed on Business. LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. The website gets thousands of hits. It's tremendous. If you missed today's show, it'll be up by Friday. Reagan, make sure it is. I might even put it up on LinkedIn earlier than that in a raw form. This is Jim Freed for Freed on Business. We'll be back next Wednesday.